Hi everyone, I'm Olivia, the founder and host of the Craft Academy podcast. Craft Academy is a nonprofit online tutoring platform specifically developed for sewing and crafting. On today's episode, I am speaking with Nita Pace, a lifetime learner, crafter, sewing machine repair woman, and more. She takes us through her journey learning multiple crafts and working with different art-based organizations. I hope you guys enjoy listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed recording it. And now on to the episode. Hi, Nita. Good morning. How are you doing? I am doing fine, Olivia. And you? I'm good. Thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Okay, so why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit of who you are, what crafts you do, things like that. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate being invited to do this. Mm -hmm. So again, thank you. Um, I have been doing crafts pretty much my whole life. Okay. Uh, Just as a little introduction first, I've lived in St. Louis uh, about 16 years now. Before that, I lived in Rolla, Mm -hmm. a very rural community, but I learned a lot of crafts while I was there. Um, And I have to say that my earliest memory of crafting I was about five years old, and my mother taught me to do chicken scratch embroidery on Chicken gingham. scratch embroidery. What is chicken it, scratch it's, embroidery? It's a stylized embroidery that you do on gingham, and you okay. it's kind of like a cross stitch, but a little bit different. Okay. Uh, and that was on a, for a gingham apron. I don't know that I ever finished that apron. Well, okay, but you know it, that happens. Yeah, you know, uh, <laughs> I do rem- remember starting that and working on it. Uh, and you know, I was the oldest of five kids. Uh, well, at that time there were two of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then, uh, so was everybody learning to sew in order? Or? My mom always sewed. Uh, we didn't have a lot of money, uh, as many people, uh, so she made a lot of our clothes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and know, got you guys to the point where you could make, you know, absolutely. Some of your you know, uh, mom was a great role model, and uh, I attribute everything to her. I'm going to get emotional. Mm. It's okay. Mom passed a year ago tomorrow. Oh. Uh, just shy of her uh, 89th birthday. Mm. She was active with many things up until the last, including sewing and painting, and she was always learning new things. Mm. So I aspire to continue that myself. Um, you definitely yeah. have. Mother, you know, Mom taught all of us kids to do creative things and to not be afraid of trying something new. And I have found that 
every new thing I have learned has led me to something else new. Um, so, as Waldo, as Ralph Aldo, Waldo Emerson uh, said, it's the, not the destination, it's the journey. Yes. So I feel like I am always on a journey of learning, always a new adventure. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, uh, I have done garment sewing. I have done other craft sewing, uh, home decor, have been involved with other organizations that do crafts, and I have taught things like stenciling, Mm -hmm. tin punch, uh, rug hooking, um, basket making, yeah, glass fusing. I've done a lot of different things. And actually, I, I like most things and find that those skills cross over into something else. Um, some, actually, sometimes it's kind of nice when I find something that I don't really like doing. Really? <laughs> Be, because then you because, don't have to spend all your time I, and your money and your right, effort. Yeah. Right. But I still learn something from it. And... I have learned a new appreciation of someone else's creative endeavors. Mm. Um, it's to me, it's very important to support other people's creativity mm-hmm. and encourage it. Doing that also continues to encourage me. Yeah. Um, so I'm not trying to get you emotional. Yeah, that's okay. But so when your mom was here, did you guys used to sew together a lot? When, or? when I was young. Okay. Uh, not so much uh, older because we all had different things going on. But we always talked about the things that we were doing. The new things you were trying. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so we, we do all kinds of things. I have probably explored more different crafts than my siblings. Mm-hmm. Uh, my one, the sister next to me in age, uh, had not sewn for a long time, and she has just recently taken it back up again. Mm. And she has a mom's sewing machine. Oh! So, fortunately. I was able to work on the sewing machine, get it cleaned up, and have that ready for her to sew with. And she is making clothing for her granddaughter. Wow. Uh, That is generational. Yes. Wow, with a sewing machine. My. That is so uh, beautiful. Two other of my sisters uh, are really big into gourd Mm -hmm. artistry. Okay. You know, it's phenomenal what can be made with those dried gourds. Look it <laughs> up. It's phenomenal. Uh, yeah, I have to look that one up. I'm not even, I think I know what the gourd artistry is, but I'll, I'll have to it, look it's, that one up. It's more than you, than you think, and they have become quite the gourd artists. Uh, they 
teach classes as well mm -hmm. uh, at different gourd festivals. They're getting ready to go to uh, North Carolina, I believe North Carolina, uh, to the Cherokee area t for the Cherokee Gourd mm. Festival. So okay. that, that's exciting. Um, I want to add a little, one more yes. background piece. Hopefully you don't mind, but obviously, you know, you run a sewing machine repair business out of the city sewing room here. Yes, I do. Um, Already booked, you know. That, that causes <laughs> my husband to say that I am unclear on the concept of retirement <laughs> because I have basically taken up a new career yeah. uh, since getting involved with City Sewing Room. And City Sewing Room is a community sewing center, a nonprofit, uh, 501c3. I have been involved for a little over three years, mm -hmm. so I became uh, acquainted and immediately immersed in City Sewing Room right before COVID hit. Um, but we were we still kept things going with City Sewing Room and have expanded. I am, they call me the sewing machine guru. I'm not too sure about guru, but. I think that's, that title is pretty accurate, Dita. Uh, I work on all kinds of sewing machines. Some I can fix, some I can't, mm -hmm. unfortunately. Uh, I have worked on newer machines and I have worked on very old machines. Okay. Um, backing up from that, that's really not something new for me. Oh, really? Because I w was given a sewing machine when I was 17, uh, or excuse me, 18, that belonged to my aunt. She couldn't get it fixed, so she gave it to me and said, see what you can do with it. Uh, I fixed the machine, and I sewed my wedding dress on it. Wow. So uh, that's been, I'm not going to say how many years ago, but a whole <laughs> lot. So since then, I've always worked on the machines a little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I attribute my mechanical ability to helping my dad work on cars many years ago. Yeah. Uh, I've noticed too, after working with sewing machines so much and you know, I don't fix them, you know, as regularly as you do, but tinkering with them, you know, it's really the mechanics. You get so used to just this part moves this, which moves this, which does this. Absolutely yeah. right. Mo you know, sewing machines are all basically the same. Mm -hmm. And when people have trouble with the sewing machine, most of the time, it's some operator error. It's user error, yeah. Uh, a Are lot you of putting times that bobbin in right? That Are you threading it right? Making sure you have the correct bobbin for the machine. Yeah. People think a bobbin is a bobbin. It's universal. Uh, they are not. There are, I don't know, I think one time I've read something like 60 different types of bobbins. Yeah. Currently, most machines use either what's called a class 15 or a class 66 mm -hmm. bobbin. 
but you can find that information on the, on the internet. Manual. Look, yeah. look it up, or, or if you have your manual. But that is extremely important. Making sure you have uh, a good needle, making sure you have good thread. Mm -hmm. uh, those the thread that's on those old wooden spools looks cute. But it's a pretty aesthetic, but don't use that. Don't don't <laughs> use it on your machine. It'll break. You'll have all kinds of trouble. It'll have too much lint buildup. Get yeah. a good, just get get a good, good, good thread. Um, but one thing, so you know, obviously you work here at the city sewing room, but I know, I, you know, I wanted to talk to you about the other summer organization that you're a part of. Do you want to talk about okay. that a little bit? Yes, I have been involved with an organization called Christensen Native Craft Workshop, held down. In, it's been held down in the Salem, Missouri area, out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, I had this was to be its forty seventh year, uh, and I've been involved for thirty five years. Unfortunately, due to low attendance this year, we're having to cancel. Um, but through that organization. I have been exposed to all kinds of classes, basket making, blacksmithing, uh, spinning, weaving, dyeing, knitting, crocheting, wow. all kinds of rug making. Um, and this is like a retreat type It's of? kind of a retreat, okay. it was, uh, a week long, uh, and with where it was held, there was no phone service, no internet, no newspapers. Uh, it was just our community. Wow. And it was a phenomenal uh, run for that. And unfortunately, this, this week we just made the decision that we were not able to continue. Um, but it has had a great impact on me and learning and appreciating other people's work mm -hmm. and uh, y y you know it, it's a lifelong impact and lifelong impact on hundreds if not thousands of people yeah. through the years. Um, so when people come into like a retreat or a workshop and you have all these various you know skills you can learn how do you kind of choose what skills you want to learn? I think they choose me. Oh. <laughs> um, it is a matter of uh, looking at, is it something that I already do that I want to gain more knowledge and skills? Mm -hmm. Or is it something I've never tried before and I want to try that and just see how it fits in with other things that I do. Okay. Um, so do you do a lot of projects that involve multiple different types of um, skills? Like, 
I know sometimes people will make like a shirt or something and they'll like knit the top or crochet the bottom and things like that. So do you find I've, you mix your... I've done that a lot. Uh, currently, I have a big interest in learning rust dyeing. Mm. Using old rusty materials like old uh, That's farm so equipment, gears, and rusty nails on natural fabrics, mm -hmm. usually cotton, uh, and using uh, a vinegar and water solution to help uh, rust the fabric. So it's another type of natural dyeing. Wow. Uh, so that is one of that my current so interests. Uh, and I've done also other uh, natural dyeing, uh, eco dyeing, botanical prints. Uh, I, I mainly do fiber mm -hmm. Fiber arts. work. Uh, so I'm, I always want to learn, but yeah, I just recently took a class at, on rust dyeing at wow. Craft Alliance. That was fabulous. And I have uh, a whole bunch of rusty tools, small tools from my mom's farm that she gave me the Christmas before she passed. Wow. She had asked me what I wanted for Christmas, and I said, rusty stuff out of the barn. <laughs> and she was, what? And I said I was wanting to do rust dyeing. Wow, I've never heard of that. Sounds uh, so interesting. I did not get the opportunity to do any of that before she passed, oh. but I have done some. So ev now, so every time I am doing that, I am thinking of her and her encouragement. As you can tell, my mother was a big influence. Yeah. Um, I also want to credit my mother-in-law. Um, she just passed this past May, uh, and but she taught me to knit when I was 18, uh, 17 years old. Oh, wow. Uh, that Christmas, I made hats and scarves for everybody in the family. So you so, learn a new skill and get busy. I I do have a tendency to obsess on something new, uh, do it a lot, and then set it aside for the new thing. Yeah. But everything. But that's still adding new things, yes. you know, in your mind, and you can come back to it later or add it to this project. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also very interested in the. Japanese uh, shashko. That's exactly what I was going to bring uh, up next. And which yeah. is very, that is a very structured hand stitching uh, technique uh, with definite patterns. I also like boro stitching, which is Japanese and it is a little less structured. Mm -hmm. From that, I've also gotten very interested in kanta. Uh, stitching which is from uh, India and with that as well another type of hand stitching uh, from India uh, called Kawandi mm -hmm. uh, 
So I am really more into a lot of the, what's called the slow stitching mm -hmm. right now. Um, so these mm -hmm. stitches that are, you know, unique to certain, you know, regions in Japan and India, how do you find out about them or how do they find you, should I ask? Uh, many different ways. Sometimes I've seen something in a garment or... And you just got curious. And I get curious about it. I look things up. Uh, reading in magazines. Mm -hmm. uh, going online looking at different things and you you go down that rabbit hole uh, you never know where it's going to end um, because I feel like the cultural stitches that's so unique because you know everyone in the world wears clothes and so every place will find a unique way to kind of right. put their stamp on it and so I love that you're learning all of yeah. those um, I've also been learning recently about mud cloth Mm -hmm. from Africa. I have also been learning about mud uh, cloth a lot mud, uh, I had done, I'd gone to a presentation uh, a while back on uh, mud cloth and how to tell authentic mud cloth. Um, fascinating. I'd read about it before, but I had not seen any. And there was, uh, the woman who did the presentation brought several pieces. And just by chance, the next week at City Sewing Room, we had a piece of mud cloth donated. Beautiful. And <laughs> I made it into a vest, and I just love it. It is something that is, is so unique. So, like I said, things find me. They really do, clearly. Uh, because, so, I mean, that's, you know, I yeah, love all the I, different cultural I I keep my fabrics. mind open and looking at things. It I, seems like you stay curious, too. Very curious. Yeah. Uh, there And there's always something to learn from everyone you meet. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it takes a little while to find it, but... There, there is so much out there to learn. If I could learn everything that I wanted to learn, I would never die. Yeah. So uh, if I can pass some of that curiosity mm -hmm. on to other people and they learn things, then I will never die. Yeah. Because my influence will be there somewhere. And that's what I feel like with your mom's sewing machine too, is that's the beautiful thing about the metal machines too and how they can just stay mm -hmm. and your family just uses them, just pass it down generation yeah. to generation. Ev everything is, everything old is new again. Mm. Um, some of the techniques may change a little the materials may change a little, but the basic information and the skills mm -hmm. are still the same. Yeah. So every time you learn something new, you are continuing that, ex 
that human experience. Yeah. Uh, and that's beautiful. But what's interesting about that is a lot of people, you know, they talk about they're so scared to start sewing or they're scared to start this and that. How do you just or how would you like advise people to just kind of jump in and be a beginner again or not or kind of get over that fear? Because I know in here, especially in the city sewing room, you know, people come in all the time. I've wanted to do this for years, but mm -hmm. I've been scared or mm -hmm. whatever excuse we give ourselves. I've, I've got another quote for you. Uh, it was sim similar to uh, Emerson's, mm -hmm. and this is from uh, Greg Anderson. He says, focus on the joy of the journey, mm. not the destination. And joy is found not in finishing an activity, but in doing it. Yeah. So just the experience of trying something you're gonna learn from it uh, and you may learn in an unexpected way too. absolutely right? that's one of the things that's fun with being involved with city sewing room as I am working on sewing machines and people are asking me questions they can learn some about their sewing machine or teaching someone uh, how to use a sewing machine you know they come in a little apprehensive and I hope by the end of the class they are excited about learning something new about coming in and playing with and that's one of the things I taught it's playing mm -hmm. we all need to go back to playing some uh, that's such a that's, good point that's where creativity comes yeah. in uh, so never be afraid of it just look at it as a game it, you're just having fun you're just yeah, playing you're, like you're, a child yeah. yeah you know have have fun with it you're gonna learn something you're gonna learn something about yourself and and when you learn about yourself, that gives you an extra opportunity to grow absolutely. in whatever space. Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I love being around people and energy. Mm. I feel like at City Sewing Room, we encourage all people of eight, all ages, because we teach children mm -hmm. uh, as well, uh, and all genders, all ethnicities, uh, ev everybody. We want everybody to come in and feel encouraged, feel welcome, feel encouraged, feel like they have something to share, mm -hmm. uh, and just feel good mm -hmm. uh, and they're learning that and yeah. that that makes us feel good yeah somebody says oh yeah I'll be back oh I'm bringing friends I'm you know and even if it's just to come in and look around and talk with us yeah you know it's uh, this is, city sewing room is a phenomenal place we get all kinds of donations mm -hmm. uh, and every day is something new 
new treasures. Yeah. But, you know, it's... My my journey is, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not worried where, where the destination is because I don't know what the next fork in the road is going to take me to. But I am definitely wanting to continue to learn. Mm-hmm. I want to encourage everyone, try something new. If you don't like it, so what? Yeah. You tried something new. You tried it. You can say you tried it. Mm-hmm. You know, it can be a, a craft. It can be uh, cooking. Mm-hmm. It can be building something. Just try something. Mm-hmm. You're, you're going to gain so much from just trying it yeah and then it's easier to try something else new that it's that first step and then the first and then you can keep going then it's that domino effect yeah so how has learning all of these skills you know really changed and affected your life maybe your outlook or anything I think it keeps me positive Mm. um like many people, I have issues with depression, uh, especially during the winter time. Mm-hmm. Uh, that cold and gray, and uh, you know, who wants to do anything? You're cold, yeah. Um, and cold, I don't do cold well. Yeah, neither do I. Give, give me the uh, St. Louis summer sauna any day. <laughs> um, but yeah, I find the same thing, like being able to pick up, you know, your knitting needles or go in your sewing machine, you know, mm-hmm. it gives you something, you know, for your hands to do, your mind to focus uh, on. Keeping a project by your couch, the couch or your chair when you're watching television, mm-hmm. just to pick up a little hand stitching. Yeah. Um, pick up a little knitting. Um, keep your hand busy mm-hmm. uh, and makes you feel productive um, if you're traveling you know I always take more projects with me than I can possibly get done <laughs> but uh, you like the challenge I huh? like having a variety <laughs> uh, I have a friend who is a voracious sock knitter Wow. She takes sock knitting with her everywhere she goes. It's small, it's portable. You know, she's sitting at a doctor's office waiting, she can knit a few rows. If she's waiting to go on a trip and going uh, on the airplane, she can take knitting needles with her. Mm -hmm. And she will sit and knit. she has knitted on the plane going to Thailand. She's knitted as she has gone to Scotland. She has knitted. But you need something to do on those 16 hour plane rides. And she really inspires me with all the different things that she does because she is definitely a Renaissance woman as far as the variety of things that she does Mm. uh, all the time. 
So, so part of what's changed your life are the people who sewing and crafting has allowed oh, you yeah, to be around. People. Because Pe- they've people. inspired you. And people inspire me every day. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it's... Again, I go back to my mother encouraged us to always try new things. And with that, it it has carried through my whole life. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, thank you so much, Nita. Well, thank you, Olivia. Uh-huh. Uh, I hope this will inspire a few other people to to try something new. Yeah. Have fun. I definitely yeah. think it will. Go and laugh. Yeah. La- yeah. Laughter. They say laughter is the best medicine. I definitely agree. It truly so is. Laugh and get some dancing in. Let's see, we're getting into summer concert hey. season in St. Louis. No surprise I, you said I, that. I am, You'll find Nita re- dancing around the city sewing room anytime. I, I am I am ready for being outside and getting getting some dancing in and ha- having fun. Yeah. With everything, having fun. Perfect. All right. Well thank, thank you so you. much.